He always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? Oh, we're live. <laughs> I, I just realized we are live on this one. So, And we're live. I'm Anthony Irwin. That is Harrison Fagan. This is the Lakers Lounge. Uh, we have a lot to get to. Harrison's camera is frozen, so that made me a little nervous. There, you're back. Good to see. Uh, I am back from Vegas, and we can finally uh, record. I wanted to. I brought my mic. I had everything ready to record while I was there in Vegas. Um, but because of where my, uh, room was at the Virgin, there was, uh, it was like right by the, um, pool club, like the, 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 the pool dance party apparently is what it sounded like. And it was just like a constant. Oh man, you really are getting old. You're complaining about the young people listening to music in Vegas. It's too loud for you. All I ask, all I ask is that like you change up the beat once. It's just do 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 let the beat drop it's just now you're complaining you know, about the the young people's music that they choose to listen to when 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 you listen when you listen to 36 straight hours of do 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 yeah yeah i i'm telling you if i ever hear AD, edm music or any of that other stuff ever again it'll be way too soon so yeah, apologies for not recording. It was because DJ Avicii, whatever, is, was was just going nuts in my in my DJ <laughs> right. Avicii, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's what they list him as on uh, on Apple Music is DJ Avicii, whatever. <laughs> it was just it was just nonstop crap. So uh, yeah, I. I was not able to record. My apologies for not doing so. Anthony moved to Texas and he's calling anything with a beat crap now. <laughs> it look, that is young shit people music. crap. There's not even a fiddle in it. That 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 music is really bad. It is truly truly horrendous music. It is just not good. I, nobody actually likes it, right? Everybody's so drugged up that they can't tell the difference. I am not the right person to ask that question. You get, so answer it. Answer it, coward. No, I mean, like, I don't, I mean, I don't do drugs or go to concerts. So, like, that's what I mean. Like, I don't, I'm the, I'm the wrong like, target audience. Just listen, for those who do like the that music, listen to, to it sober to once. Was the Taylor Swift Eras tour, and my wife ditched me. So, she went with her friends <laughs> instead. Um. All right. So, yeah, apologies, like I said, that I did not record while I was there in Vegas. Um. It was either the the music was playing in the background or I was out and about, and it was just really impossible to ham, hammer down any time to record. It was also in the middle of the weekend, um, and and yeah, I just didn't figure that the uh, the juice was worth the squeeze. But it's amazing how every year that Anthony goes to Vegas, he find there's something that goes wrong that allows him to not record as much as he normally would. It's kind of crazy how there's different things each year. I mean, it's 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 a different thing each year, but then it's also Vegas. Yeah. Like it's just, <laughs> you tell me how many people, I mean, I guess most people who go there for this trip actually work, but like it is, 
<laughs> but, you realized who you're talking to, and you, you yeah, start I was calculating like, you know, in real time. You're like, well, shit, this is the wrong yeah. person to make this. But it was fun. Um, we are going to talk about Vegas, and, and we are going to talk about uh, some of the uh, basketball that I watched there in Vegas. We are going to talk about some of the stuff on the peripheries of the basketball that I watched there in Vegas. Um, I have a, a couple really fun stories from my time there in Vegas that, that um, I really, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be probably retelling here for, for uh, uh, quite some time. Um, and we'll get to all of that. Oh, yeah. I, I also have to bug Harrison about Max Christie because I am all the way in on this kid. I am so freaking in. This is in. the first time Anthony's ever watched Summer League and been in on a prospect for the Lakers instead of just immediately being out on them after one game. I wouldn't go so far as to say I was out on them or whatever. But this is this is about as high on a on a prospect as I have been. Like, and that's well, saying it's because, something. It's because he played, longtime listeners know that it's because yeah. he played in Summer League the second year. That mm -hmm. is, you know, the key to greatness. And Max Christie listened to Anthony and he unlocked it. He decided yeah, I, he was not too good for Summer League. And look at that. It, he's already going to be a Hall of Famer. Oh, um, and ironically, he may have proved that he's too good for Summer League. <laughs> well, and then he kept playing. Yeah. So like again, I'm I'm all in on I, I do actually think like there's value in that in like showcasing that like competitive nature and stuff. Like we saw that with Josh Hart. And what it like Josh Hart has turned into a like legit winner. He's probably Tom Thibodeau's favorite person on the planet right now. Yeah. Um so yeah, we uh we'll talk about that. But Harrison, you said you had some breaking news. Yeah, I do. So I actually hold on, let me put on my uh investigative journalism hat here really quick, uh, just to be ready. But yeah, my my sources are telling me that LeBron, LeBron James, mm. uh, he is a multi time all star, I think what, nineteen times, twenty times, nineteen time all star, you mm -hmm. know, five time MVP, four time five time champion. No, four time champion. Four. Yeah. Four time champion is returning for his 21st season, according to league sources. Tell. Wow. Nation slash silver screen and roll. Yeah. LeBron is coming back. Uh, my source is Rich Paul on Sirius XM Radio. Uh, said mm -hmm. that LeBron texted him two weeks after the season ended and said, I'm motivated to come back for my 21st season. So glad we got that we, you know, did that whole news cycle and everything. But LeBron, Anthony, I know this is going to shock you. He's going to play next year. He's not retiring just out of the blue with no farewell tour, no Nike promotional campaign, nothing. He's not just hanging him up and going to go do his La Diners, La Drive-Ins, and La Dives show, <laughs> you know? Um, I, I thought for sure, having watched him coach, that that was him prepping for his next career. Could you imagine LeBron as an NBA coach, just like do, doing that on the side? Like, he would never do it, obviously. It's, a, it's not a lucrative enough position, but uh, like for yeah. his time. The, but... LeBron in a full, like, a full, like, you know, let's say they bring back the coaches, you know, coaches have to wear suits. LeBron in a full suit, just, like, jumping around the gym, like, exactly like he does as a player disagreeing with the call, but with less yeah. control would be, you know, just iconic NBA coaching. And then he'd retire after, like, 10 games. He, he'd definitely do the magic. There's no way that yeah. he would stick I, around. I think he'd be better at it than magic. Yeah. Um, but but I, I also think he would be so sick of it within, like, you know, preseason. The end of preseason, he'd be like, this is dumb. This is just... He gets tired of his teams already, at, you know, during the season. And this time, he can't just, like, play better as an FU <laughs> to them and yeah. get them out of it. It's just like, well, 
All right. Do you think he'd wear? Do you think he'd wear his uniform under his like suit and all that stuff? Sub himself in. Can I? Yeah. (laughs) Just go full on, like just straight, like superhero, right? You know the 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 you know the you see it. I think like every single, basically, like Spider Man did it right. Superman did it. They all had that 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 like that spread of the person like ripping apart their, their shirt here and getting yeah. ready to, to, to go to the rescue. Yeah. That'd be LeBron. LeBron's got his with... Laker Jersey on under like the Armani suit, just like pulling it, yeah. <laughs> pulling it apart, <laughs> but like complete with accessories too. Yeah. Like he still has all the, like all the padding and yeah, all he's that got the shooting sleeve on, you know, underneath <laughs> it. Yeah. I, I, I can't see, I, like, I think, you, I think it was actually probably a problem for, for magic. Um, Magic like can't relate to people who are not Magic Johnson. Um, I, I and, think that's and, true for most stars. I think that, that's why stars are often not very good coaches, is because yeah, they're like, and, well, why can't you just work and be one of the best five players to ever play? Yeah, and and I, you know, it's why it's why Kobe never had any interest in coaching. It's why Michael well, is a terrible NBA, owner. He, you know, he coached his. You know, I think it's different to coach youth levels and stuff. like Yeah. That. yeah. Well, I mean, there it's just. Yeah, and yeah, and you're then, just trying um, to help kids get better. It's different. Yeah, and and also like the kids are are always going to be looking up to you. Whereas like yeah. in the NBA, when you're coaching like a Ja Morant who's already made three hundred million dollars, like, hey Jock, go run lines. No. Okay. <laughs> Jock, get off of IG Live. No. Well, all right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I, but I, I'm really fascinated what LeBron is actually going to do whenever he does. Cause he he's clearly loves that's yeah. He's, he's, he's already decided. Yeah. Well, I know, but, but he's still going to want to be more in the spotlight than your average owner too. Right. So like his, you know, he's everybody's favorite only child. Like he always has to be the well, center of like attention. Sabrina and I always say only child syndrome. He's, yeah. Yeah. It's just, he just, it has to, he has to be the focus in some way, shape or form. And I'm really curious how he's going to do that whenever, uh, he is no longer the, 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 the face of an entire league, you know, from a player. Some owners are more public facing than others. I mean, Mark Cuban has a TV show that he does. So LeBron will probably just keep doing uninterrupted, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, all right. You want to get into, to summer league? Yeah, sure. Well, all right. Did you ever buy, I mean, I know the answer, but like the, the whole retirement thing. No. Did you ever think it was at all real? No. LeBron's, I'm sorry, LeBron is not retiring without doing a farewell tour that all of these greats get, you know, during their, when everybody knows it's their final season. Like LeBron wants teams to give him a rocking chair and, you know, have the pregame moment where he, you know, gets to sign a picture with all the old guys that he played against that the team brought back, you know, just to, just for his sort of like final game at, you know, at the Golden One Center or at, um, you know, all these various places. And all the marketing that comes from that and whatever. Like, LeBron retiring was... LeBron was never going to just walk off into the sunset like Tim Duncan. <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of two great players who are more antithetical to each That's other. That's what I mean. Like, LeBron was not ever... <laughs> LeBron was not ever going to just be like, yeah, you know, I'm tired of playing. And, you know, he, he spent the last two years telling us that he wants to play with his son. Do you think... Non-stop. Do you think, though, like... Uh... Do you think he ever felt like he might consider retirement? Like, do you, like I, I want to know, like, to what extent? Because otherwise, if not, you know, everything he does has some kind of ulterior motive. So, like, 
if it, unless you think like for a second, which is possible, right? He had just hit, he had just been swept out of the out of the uh, Western Conference Finals. He had just lost a game that he played forty seven minutes and thirty three seconds in. Um, he may have just been exhausted and all of that stuff. But if not that, then what do you think was going on there? You know, I don't think that it was so calculated for him for it to just be about, you know, I I don't want people talking about that I just got swept and I want them talking about how, you know, I, I had such a great career and we have to appreciate me while we still have me. There's not that many years yeah. left. I don't think it was solely about that. I think that, you know, it's something that, uh, that Darius has often said, uh, Darius Soriano has often said, it's like, you know, when you start talking about it, it means you're at least thinking about it and it means yeah. the end is closer than the beginning. And so I'm sure that LeBron has thought about it and he's reaching the end of his, you know, extremely long, unprecedented basketball mortality. It's, it's still going to come to an end at some point. But I don't, I don't know. I just never bought that he was actually, maybe in the moment he actually felt like, you know, I am so annoyed with having to carry this team at age 39 and, you know, having to play 47 minutes that I'm going to retire because I'm just pissed about this. But LeBron does this every year where, you know, he, by the end of the season, he's like, I am so tired. I need a playmaker. I need all this stuff. I need whatever. Gets the front office to go out and do it. And then by like yeah. the time the season comes around again, he's like, this is great. I love all these teammates. So we have a chance to win this year. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling healthy. You know, whatever. He, he's, I, I think he is to some degree a, a, a creature of the moment a little bit where he does feel these things. And, you know, when you play, when you've played as many basketball minutes as he had, you know, you're going to feel your best when the season is not quite there yet. And you're going to feel your worst when the season is coming to an end in terms of physical health and so yeah. i do i i think that as much as anything it was probably just frustration from you know coming up just short in what was such a miraculous kind of season turnaround or not just short they did get swept but you know what i mean like coming to the doorstep of making the other fine another yeah. finals and having a and if they make that finals they beat miami yeah like i no, think 100%. you know they lost they they yes they got swept but but they got swept by a total of 24 points to the team that eventually ran right through Miami. Yeah, so, no, they would have beaten Miami. I mean, Denver was the better team. I'm not calling their win a fluke or whatever. Oh, absolutely. Like they they yeah. clearly showed they were the better team, even if it was that series was probably closer than most sweeps. But Denver would have won that series, you know, 99 out of 100 times, I think, if you replayed it. And yeah. so, you know, just given what they showed us, and to be honest, I underestimated them, and maybe the Lakers did too. But, you know, bringing it back to sort of the LeBron thing, I think as much as anything, it's just like, how could you not be tired after all that yeah. and sort of fed up with it and thinking about, you know, I've made a lot of money. I really don't need to play basketball, you know? <laughs> I could I could go and, you know, work on my documentaries, work on my entertainment projects, just, uh, you know, shoot commercials. I could go hang out, go to every single one of Bronny's games, you know, go to all Bryce's games, hang, take Zuri places, you know. At that point, you know, when you're that worn down and you've been playing on one foot for basically three months, you know, just out of sheer will and trying to will your team to a title and give them a chance after they reloaded at midseason – but yeah, I mean, I, I think that it was as much frustration as anything. I don't know. Did you did you ever buy it? Oh fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. Um, for all the reasons that you're talking about, I I really think the biggest thing there was like, you know, he said it, and it was funny to see it come on the heels of like Giannis's response to to losing, right? Yeah. When Giannis was was asked um, about about that that whole thing and. Um, you know, he's talking about how, you know, that wasn't a failure, you know, failure. 
I, I I think the messaging, I think he kind of stumbled over his words a little bit there. Giannis did like failure is temporary, right? Because it's all about how you respond to, to failure that really, de- you know, defines whether or not that thing was a failure, but like, you yeah. know, losing, losing there. Um, in the way that they did was a failure. And now it's just a matter of like how they're going to respond to it. And um, it was funny to see LeBron be like, no, I'm not happy about making the Western Conference Finals. And, you know, I, I the first thing that came to my mind after kind of like laughing at like, oh, this guy's he knows how to be, he knows how to, you know, um, control the narrative, right? Yeah. He's it, it, he, he very, very good at understanding what he can say that is going to like, either bring focus to something that he wants it or move the focus onto something else. Um, but I also like my immediate takeaway to it was like, yeah, it's cool that like role players got me here, but we did get swept, you know? And, um, you know, it was funny. One of the things from being in Vegas over the weekend and, and every, like there is no greater group of gossipers than NBA media. When we get around each other, it is yeah. just, uh, and, and, but like one of the, one of like the main topics there in talking to, to people from either various beats or like people, you know, in league circles and stuff was like, yeah, the, LeBron's still looking at Kyrie. Like he's still kind of like, you know, that's interesting. And, and as you've pointed out and as Bill, Bill Simmons pointed out, right. Rui and D'Angelo Russell's contract. Uh, add up to to the amount that it takes to bring Kyrie over here, and uh, you know, not to channel my inner windhorse, D'Angelo Russell waived his implicit no trade clause for this season. So yeah, so it's just like it's just a lot, you know. Like it, it, it's those what uh, Sedano, who I also got to bump into uh, out there in Vegas. I, I love that whole thing. Like you just like walk around and just bump into like some of your favorite people on the planet. But like, um, you know, he, his thing is like LeBron doesn't drop breadcrumbs so much as he'll just leave loaves of bread all over the place yeah. <laughs> you know and and i thought like i thought i don't think it's just the one thing i think what you're talking about is absolute dude i i was exhausted after this season Same. it was a freaking it was a sprint for like two straight months that the lakers had to uh go through to put themselves in the situation that they did and then all that you get out of getting into that situation is getting unceremoniously swept by the eventual champion and and the best player in the league right now. So um, who plays at the position of the guy that you brought in to take over the league and to hand over the team to, and who now apparently wants to play a different position after well, getting Well, I was going to say, yeah, Anthony Davis is not a center, Anthony. This is, this yeah. is fake news. The Lakers, so, the Lakers signed Jackson Hayes, so that, you know, because he is in the mold <laughs> of a Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee. Yeah. So, These are things that were said by the Lakers general manager. I, I'm I'm happy I was at the game and I couldn't hear that live because I don't I think I would have those quotes just because I knew it would make you mad. <laughs> and what happened afterward? I quote tweeted it and then I DM'd you afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <What the fuck? laughs> um so yeah, I, I I the whole like retirement thing was super interesting because like it was another example of LeBron understanding how the media is going to react to stuff that he says in a way that like is productive for him. And, and I also think like it was kind of another step along this path of, yeah, we'll see how these cute little role players work for you. You know, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. But you know, also that guy's over there and I won a championship with him. And so I, I, I don't, I don't think that's, of, you know, what has LeBron done for the last two years and you know, or so, or so he's continued to kind of put his foot 
on the pedal of, hey, you guys got to, like, I'm going to do what I can to sort of leverage you guys into making sure that you don't cheap out on various things yeah. and that you are, you know, trying to find every single avenue to upgrade the supporting cast that I have around me for, you know, for a year and a half. It was, or I guess I should say a year, it, was, it wasn't, he didn't try to move Russ before training camp, but for, you know, a year <laughs> or so, it was, you know, you got to get this guy out of here. It doesn't matter what it costs. You got to get me more help. You got to trade, you know, for whatever. And then they sort of made those midseason changes. He came back from the injury, but I think this was also about you know continuing to put the pedal to the floor yeah yeah i i I don't think it's going anywhere and you know the only the only way that i think we kind of avoid it is if the lakers uh play really really well at the very first part of the season to where like why would you mess with something he's like shit how am i supposed (laughs) to get Kyrie if you guys are d-lo you're hitting 50 percent of your threes (laughs) he's gonna gonna put a hand up he's Kyrie's showing up to watch games. It's like, wait, isn't this a Mavs game night? Why is he here? <laughs> He's peddling He's daring to be stuff. different to lead us into tomorrow. You know, that's that's yeah. what he does, Anthony. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about Vegas and and about a member, I think, of that. Dad passes the Jackson Hayes <laughs> off his knees. He's like, ah, catch it. No, I mean, if you if you want to make sure that Jackson Ace doesn't catch something, you throw it at his hands. Like, you yeah, just, that, no, fair, yeah, you no. know. <laughs> but, but yeah, I but Cam Reddish is balling out. What the hell? I don't. <laughs> that was that was a funny report to get. Is how excited people within the Lakers organization are for Cam Reddish. I mean, it makes <laughs> sense. It's the it's the old like Doc Rivers thing where he played really well against the Darvin Ham team in the playoffs one year, yeah. and then he also has been with Chris Gent, who is their lead assistant in Atlanta. Yeah. And those guys that come from player development background are always going to get excited about toolsy guys like Cam Reddish. They're like, well, yeah, I can get the best out of him. It didn't work for those people, but it can work for us, you know. Yeah. And, may, you know, look, if if there was ever a player development environment that existed to get Cam Reddish to be an effective NBA basketball player, it's with Phil Handy and Chris Gent. You know, well, also like, with, with LeBron watching over, too. Yeah. You know, like a member of his own, you know, well, the member of and his own agency. Minimum, and, where it's like, hey, dude, you're on the doorstep of being out of the league. You didn't get the qualifying offer after you were yeah. like a number one prospect in your high school draft class. Yeah. And, like, you played fairly well in Portland, and even they were like, still were like, eh. Yeah, it sounds like that was mostly like a financial, like we just don't think anyone's going to give him $7.8 million or whatever, and we're just like, eh, you know, we have other wings and guards and whatever that we're trying to develop. Um, The Cam Reddish thing is is a little extra interesting, though, because at kind of his position, you had a guy like Christie, dude, that I am so effing excited about. I am so effing excited to to watch this guy uh, develop. Um. You know, it was funny because the 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 thing with with Christie is, well, are you really comfortable relying on a twenty year old in meaningful moments for a team that is going to have the expectations that you know, not just like on the outside looking in, but excuse me, clearly with LeBron, um, is LeBron going to trust a twenty year old? You know, and 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 all that stuff. Who isn't uh, Taylor Horton Tucker? And, and, and I, I don't you know, even know if LeBron trusted him that much by the, you know, for most of that, it was kind of, you know, like, Hey, when he was balling out, this is great. But then, you know, yeah, pretty I mean, I, by the wayside, I think I, 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 from what I've kind of heard, you know, if he had to choose between one and the other, he went with the guy who's in his agency when, and yeah. pushed to bring back Taylor instead of Caruso. But, 
Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. Yeah, no, that was the, I'm not saying that wasn't a LeBron call necessarily, but um, yeah, you know, but he's like, if he had a vote, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, so I, I think, um, I, I, I do think though that I think Christie is going to be up for the challenge. I, I'm so in, like he is. Look, if it's not the, just. It's, I, I would, you know, this is not the same as trusting him to, you know, be on an NBA floor as one of the best basketball players of all time. But you know, Max Christie seems so steady and like he has a good head on his shoulders. I would let him drive my car. You know, that's the highest endorsement <laughs> of trust that I think I can give. Are you still driving the the Infinity? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a nice enough car. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a little more dinged up because my wife's not that great of a driver. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, I, I would honestly, I'd probably trust Max Christie to drive the car more, more than, than her. <laughs> <laughs> and how many 20 year olds would you be like, hey, I just give him the car keys. I, I've never seen him drive, but he just seems, you know, yeah. like he's got a good head on his shoulders. Like he's about the right things. Like he's relatively responsible. You know, it's hard yeah. to tell these things, but every single press conference he gives, he gives off like, yeah, you know, just solid vibes. And then he's out here like he's clearly worked on his game. He and he's his body not doing and... necessarily the summer league thing where it's like, I'm just going to come out here and jack shots because I'm in my second year type of thing. Like, it looks like there is sort of very much a program in place of we are going to put you on the ball some. But we're also, you know, the Lakers have said we're challenging you to be the best defensive player on the floor. I think he's certainly taken that to heart and he's trying to develop skills it seems like that will you know allow him to actually translate at the nba level yeah i god man i every single person that i spoke to i'm not i'm not kidding harrison we went to this um the 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 the, EM, the nba uh put together uh this like big like shindig this little party for for nba media there Oh, it wasn't the, the NBA. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about NBA Con, which is a funny way to describe. It's a, it's a funny name when after hearing about what you actually got for 70 bucks admission. But yeah. They announced it was, what they were doing in the name of the thing. I'm just, it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting that the, the that the league was like, all right, you know what we need to do? Firefest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although Jared so, Vanderbilt signed a baby at it, so I'm glad it happened. You know, it's just like the fact I, that we have, I just saw that clip. I the fact that we have video of Vando signing a baby, NBA Con was worth it. Okay, I'm just uh, it was worth it for that family. You know, they'll always yeah. have that video of Vando confusedly signing their baby. Yeah. Um. So I. So it the. Uh, I think it was Sunday night, and it was unfortunate timing because I had a flight early Monday morning. But um, Sunday night. They put together at the wind, they put together this like super nice, like I felt way out of place, um, super nice party for, for NBA media. And, and they um, let you in? Were you someone's plus one? Like I said, no, <laughs> I actually, um, ironically, for the first time, Aaron was my like plus one. I signed oh. up with Aaron as, as a guest. And then, all right, well, we know who has more pull with the media then. It's you. And then he, uh, and then he, hot seat. <laughs> and then Aaron plus two'd my plus one. Oh. It's just, I, I love Aaron. I mean, I think they got in too. I think everybody got like in. Aaron. It was funny though because you know you're walking in, and again, I'm I'm dealing with like crazy imposter syndrome. I'm in this like line to get into this thing, and I, everywhere that I look are people that I look up to in the industry. Um, in Jovan's case, like literally, Jovan yeah, is no. so tall. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why Jovan's writing. He should have. Yeah, he should have been hooping. He's tall as hell. <laughs> so, but. Um, 
you know, I'm in line and I'm, and, and so you get to the very front of the line and, um, Warren Legary is the one who like set this, put this through this whole thing together. And he's there like standing at, at the, mm-hmm. you know, top of the stairs that you walk down to, to get to the super cool area that the, that the party was at. And he goes like, uh, your name. And he was just messing with us, I think. But, um, but I, I go, uh, Anthony Irwin, I was on the list and he goes, who are you who are you with? And I was like, uh, Blue Wire. He's like, What the fuck is a Blue Wire? I was like, uh, he's like, I'm just kidding, man. Have a great time. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, so like you walk down these stairs, and you get to like you get to the foot of the stairs, and you get to the doorway that you're walking in through before you go down this hallway that's all like, doc, you know, decorated in LVSL stuff and you know pictures of players and stuff, and um, some girl hands you a glass of wine as you're as you're pictures of just like players playing in the NBA or was it pictures of like summer league legends, you know, like, did they have like Anthony Randolph, you know, it like was like, it, well, everything up. was really black and white. So okay. like, it was kind of hard to tell, like, it was just, you could kind of tell what they were going for. Also, I was like in such a stupor that like, it's hard for me to really remember. Like, why what is there was a poster on. of Svi Mikhailuk over there? That's <laughs> right. Well, I, you I, know, if they, if they had pictures of players, it was like great players who were, who at one point played in summer league. So it wasn't uh, okay. like, so it wasn't, it wasn't like great guys summer just, league like, performances. In summer it, league it wasn't like was the it. year Josh Hart okay. won summer league MVP. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you, so you walk down that you walk down this hall after you're handed a glass of wine and, um, you, you get to like, you, you get to the entrance of this thing and the Jabberwockies, I think are like sitting there dancing in this, on this dance floor for everybody. And behind them is like this waterfall with Summer League written on it. Somehow you can write Summer League on falls now. Um, there are two bars on either side of you. And then there's, you know, wait, waiters and waitresses walking around with an assortment of of uh, appetizers and stuff. And I walked in with Kirk uh, of, of Mavs Moneyball. And they both he and I... Are, yeah. And... Oh. and he like he and I are just like laughing. We're just like we do not belong here, even a little bit. And you know, uh, anyway. So that was the, we we're standing there, and and um, every single media person I talked to, and there was a lot there. Like, was surprised that you were let in. That and then I, but uh, like I was, <laughs> they were double surprised when I wanted to talk to everybody about Max Christie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like everybody is just saying like how much fun they're having, how great, how's the family doing, and I'm like, can we talk about Max? Can we, like, can we talk about my real son? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people, people are asking like, don't you have an actual one? It's like, yeah, but he's not doing that stuff. He's not like, that interesting, Max Christie. <laughs> Like, have you seen the length and you know the the ability to take guys off the dribble? Like, Miles might actually outweigh Max Christie right now, but that but is like, possible. yeah, <laughs> but he does not have that nice a jumper. He does not. He does not put the clamps on people. Although he does like lie on top of Avery, and Avery can't move. <laughs> yeah, that's He's like, like that's that like big. six months from being a danger to Avery. He's so big, <laughs> but um. But yeah, I, all I could every person that I talked to this weekend at some point I mentioned Max Christie. That's like at some point in that conversation I was talking like it did not matter if it was media people, if it was team personnel, if it was a bartender, if it was an Uber driver. I was talking to everybody about Max Christie. I am so in on this guy. And look, I I'm always the person who tells people pump the brakes. It's just summer league. You never know. But the thing about this, the thing about his performance in Sacramento and now again in Vegas, 
um, and dating back to his the, the the little that we I think we saw him at last year in, in summer league too. Um, but over the course of did he play last year? If he played, I don't know. it was only really briefly. Yeah, but then we saw him in the playing like real basketball. We saw him in the regular season. Yeah, and every time he was out there, he looked like he belonged. You know, like he was never. There were occasions where because he was a twig of a rookie, he would get kind of bounced off of the spot. And there were some times where like you could just kind of tell that um, you know he still has some development and some growth that he needs to, if he's if he's going to make this work or whatever. But I never like watched him. And said, yeah, this guy is not like I watched Kendrick Nunn. And a lot of times I was like, this is not an NBA player. You know, yeah, like no, it, I, Christy, again, you know, this is uh, just lending itself to the idea of letting him drive your car. You know, like he just yeah. like he knew what he was doing out there. He he didn't and, he wasn't making rookie mistakes all the time. And then when when I watched him here in this thing and yeah, like it needs to be mentioned, he's a second year player and like like and, and he's gone a full season and now part of an off season where he has had NBA weight training to go through as well. So that's, that's going to impact it. So like second year players do have to be like noticeably better for than yeah. than rookies in order to like really believe in, in what they might be able to do. But, um, in this case, like freaking every time he was on the court, he was the best player out there. Like it was just, it, it, he was, if he wasn't the best, he was, he was like, right there with the best of them. And, you know, my favorite example of it was uh, the Charlotte game where he gets the assignment of guarding Brandon Miller, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I thought played really well on him. I thought he bugged him quite a bit. And you can really kind of tell how a player feels about, like, whoever is guarding him by the response to that player going to the bench. So Christie subs out. And immediately Miller looks to score. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, this guy's getting his buckets when the he isn't guarded by Christie. And it was just, I was so effing impressed on both sides of the ball. He's long. He's confident. That jumper is smooth as shit. 